Good morning. Happy Monday. I'm Greg Schaefer and welcome to the Virtual CISO Moment Cybersecurity Quick Strike for Monday, July 31st, 2023. Grab your coffee. Let's get started a little bit early. Didn't have time to record this, so we're just going to do it live a little bit earlier than usual. From CyberWire, U.S. hunts Chinese malware staged to interfere with U.S. military operations. Now, U.S. officials at the end of last week began to brief members of Congress on a Chinese cyber campaign that's been staging malware in the United States networks for over a year. The campaign represents an escalatory departure from familiar Chinese espionage in that the malware is judged to have been designed for disruption, not just collection. The effort was publicly noted in May of this year when Microsoft observed activity it attributed to China in the U.S. territory of Guam. Redmond called the activity Volt Typhoon, we talked about it here, and observers called it out at the time as battle space preparation. The intelligence services of the five eyes, Australia, Canada, New Zealand, UK, and the U.S., issued a joint advisory about Volt Typhoon, and that collaborative warning suggests that both the seriousness and the scope of the CyberWire's control loop wrote shortly after the activity was described, described, quote, the quiet establishment of persistence in any critical infrastructure network is a matter of concern. Now, whether Volt Typhoon is in fact engaged in preparing the battle space for an operation against Taiwan or whether it's simply conducting a trial in any hybrid war, the target lists will surely include control systems. Makes perfect sense. On Saturday, that was last Saturday, the New York Times, citing unnamed administration officials, reported that the U.S. was hunting for disruptive Chinese malware that's been quietly staged in U.S. systems. The Times report is the result of interviews conducted over the last two months. The consensus among both government and industry experts is that Volt Typhoon precedes Microsoft's report by at least one year. Now, Forbes reports that the Pentagon is investigating what it is called a critical compromise of communications across 17 Air Force facilities by one of its engineers, according to a search warrant obtained by Forbes. The document also details evidence of a possible breach of FBI communications by the same employee who worked at Arnold Air Force Base in Tennessee, literally right down the street from where I'm at right now. The government has been tipped off by a base contractor that the 48-year-old engineer had taken government radio technologies home, effectively stealing them for his own use, according to the warrant, which alleged the amount of pilfered equipment was worth nearly $90,000. When law enforcement raided his home, they found that he had unauthorized admin access to radio communications technology used by the Air Education and Training Command, AETZ, affecting 17 DOD installations, according to the warrant. The AETC is one of nine major commands defined by the Pentagon as interrelated and complementary, providing offensive, defensive, and support elements to the Air Force headquarters. I was in the Military Airlift Command at the time. They've since, I think, renamed that. While the government didn't detail the breadth of or nature of the information get, uh, taken, these new allegations come just three months after another major breach of Pentagon security. In that incident, it was alleged that Air National Guard employee Jack Tixtera leaked sensitive information related to the war in Ukraine on social platform Discord. You may remember that. Tixera pleaded not guilty in June while the DOD made plans to improve its security measures to prevent similar breaches. Now, as of this writing, the engineer at Arnold Air Force Base has not been charged. VCSO Services is a small, specialized, veteran-owned information security firm with a calling founded on Christian values and focused on the needs of small and mid-sized businesses. 
Our passion is to help small and mid-sized businesses gain a fighting chance in an increasingly hostile cybersecurity threat environment by providing executive part-time virtual CISO services, information security risk management services, and CISO advisory services. Check them out at vcsoservices.com. A, leg a legitimate Windows search feature is being exploited by unknown malicious actors to download arbitrary payrolls, payloads, maybe pay uh, payrolls as well, uh, from remote servers and compromised targeted systems with remote access Trojans such as Async Rat and Remcos Rat. This, according to the Hacker News, this novel technique. Per Trellix takes advantage of the search-ms URI protocol handler, which offers the ability for applications and HTML links to launch custom local searches on the device. And the search application protocol, a mechanism for calling the, win the desktop search application on Windows. Attackers are directing users to websites that exploit the search MS functionality. Yes, I think that payroll thing was a Freudian slip. Uh, security researchers, not going to try to pronounce his name, it's uh, Thangaraju and Sijo Jacobs said in a Thursday write-up, this technique has been extended to HTML attachments expanding the attack surface. In such attacks, threat actors have been observed creating deceptive emails and embed hyperlinks or HTML attachments containing a URL that directs, redirects users to compromised websites. This triggers the execution of JavaScript that makes the use of the URI protocol handlers to perform searches on an attacker-controlled servers. A lot to say there. Sophos had a new guide has a new guide available to help with understanding the new SEC cybersecurity rules. A guide for executives is what they're calling it. Obviously, this is a big deal that has uh, big news over the last couple of weeks that has come up. The 2023 final rule represents a significant step forward in the SEC's approaches to cybersecurity disclosure. It provides more detailed requirements for disclosing cybersecurity risks and incidents and emphasizes the, broad, the board's role in overseeing cybersecurity risk management. The new final rule requires companies to disclose material cybersecurity risks and incidents promptly. It also requires companies to describe their cybersecurity risk management, meaning you have to do a risk assessment, including the board's role in overseeing these processes, meaning you can't just have your head in the sand. For example, suppose a, customer, a company suffers a significant data breach. In that case, it must disclose the nature and consequences of the breach, its response and remediation efforts, and the potential future impact on the company. The company must also disclose whether the breach has informed material changes in its government uh, po governance policies, procedures, or technologies. The final rule also requires companies to disclose if they have a cybersecurity risk assessment program, that's what I just mentioned, and to describe the program. This includes describing how companies approach the identification and management of cybersecurity threats. Companies must disclose whether they engage assessors, consultants, auditors, or other third parties in connection with their cybersecurity risk assessment program. Certainly third parties, such as VCSO services, can definitely help you get there. The rule also emphasizes the role of the board in overseeing cybersecurity risks. The board should have processes to be informed about cybersecurity risks and incidents. This includes regular updates from management or the company's cybersecurity team. We recommend at the minimum that you do a quarterly governance commu uh, uh, committee meeting on information security. Here's one of my favorite things. I haven't really talked about this. I haven't really played with it much recently, but you know I've talked about Flipper Zero before. So here's some, some exciting news about it from Bleeping Computer. 
The Flipper Zero team has launched its very own Flipper Apps mobile app store, allowing mobile users to install third-party apps and extend the functionality of the popular wireless pen testing tool. Now, if you're not aware, you should be, you should be slapping yourself if you're not, Flipper Zero is a portable multifunction tool allowing pen testers and hacking enthusiasts and other interesting folks like myself to tinker with a wide range of hardware using RFID emulation, digital access key cloning, radio communications, NFC, infrared, Bluetooth, and more. Although it has sparked controversy after videos demonstrated that it was being used to open garage doors, unlock cars, clone RFID chips, and trigger doorbells, it remains a powerful educational and security research tool for those who are using it responsibly. It's also great when you're at hotels and you forgot to bring your key with you, but you have your Flipper Zero with you and your little bag of tricks and uh, you already clone the key and you can get back in your room without talking to the front desk. With the launch of Flipper, Flipper Apps App Store, the Flipper Zero community will be able to comfortably install apps specifically created and confirmed to work on the device. Previously, I wonder how they're actually vetting them as well. That's a big deal. Previously, Flipper Zero users had to source apps for their own device on their own, typically from code repositories like GitHub, and load them onto the device via a micro SD card. With the new mobile app store, owners can easily scroll through the available tested apps and install them on their devices. So I think you got to take a little bit of it on faith if you say it is tested. Over 350,000 customers use Flipper Zero to interact with wireless devices such as IoT sensors, TVs, and ACs, and access control systems like garage doors, boom barriers, remote keyless systems, and RFID card systems, reads Flipper's press, press release. With the launch of Flipper apps, users can extend their device's functionality with custom applications. Exciting stuff there, without a doubt. And finally, I've got a list for you. Haven't looked at the list yet. It's one of those things where I see something that has a title that I thought was rather interesting. And I'll pass it on to you. This is probably a little bit marketing heavy, but we'll see where it's. It's from Cybersecurity News, and it is the best malware protection solutions. They got lots of big, um, big logos here for Norton, McAvee, Kaspersky, and Malwarebytes, and Bitdefender, and Perimeter, all sorts of stuff here. Um, they're mentioning now that um, the post examines some of the top malware protection solutions and tools currently on the market. They go on to say, what is malware protection? What the benefit is? You probably all know that. How they choose it, they have an eight-step deal. The first one starts, our experts from cyber rights search for malware protection software that successfully manages past and recent sophisticated malware infections. Um, just scanning through here this quickly, it doesn't really say that this is a pay-to-play. Um, which is a good thing. There's 20 of them. I'm just going to list them. You can read further if you'd like. And I don't know if this is in any order per se. Some of these I've heard of. Some of these I have not heard of. Number one, Perimeter 81, then Norton, McAfee, Kaspersky, Bitdefender, Avast, Trend Micro, e Micro ESET, Malwarebytes, Sophos, AVG, Semantic Endpoint Protection, WebRoot Secure Anywhere, F-Secure, Panda Security, Komodo Security, Cybersecurity, Viper Security, Silence Protect, Checkpoint Sandblast Agent, and G-Data Antivirus. So if you want to learn more about what those endpoint protections, malware protections rather, are, and maybe if you can leverage them in your environment, go ahead, check out the list in the show notes. And that's it for today. Tomorrow, 
We have scheduled to join us Carlos Rodriguez. He is CEO and Fractional Chief Information Security Officer, Officer VCSO, Senior Cybersecurity Consultant at CA2 Security. And that's all I got for you today. I hope you have a wonderful day. And as always, stay secure. <laughs>